Welcome back. Good to have you. Two hours down. We still have two yet to go. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. And uh, interesting stuff. Uh, David Whitehurst, former uh, former Green Bay Packer backup quarterback behind um, Lynn Dickey. And, uh, again, we were sitting there talking about this uh, last night and Jordan Love. Now, nobody's really seen Jordan Love play yet, you know. So, you know, all, all the uh, – all, all of it's speculation at this point, you know. Um, the only thing I can say, and it's it's. Let me say this uh, to 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 Tom and to uh, Jeffrey, who said, you know, why are you hating on love? It's not hate, because I I hate is when you dislike somebody personally. It's not hating on love, because uh, I I think Jordan's a good guy. I mean, he's done a lot of really terrific interviews and insightful interviews and interesting stuff with. Our own Mike Clemen, you've heard him talk. He's he's a he's a guy you're really rooting for. To be perfectly honest with you, his story is um interesting. It, it's you know because of the death of his father, it's it's somewhat sad. Uh, so you really he's he's a guy you can root for. All I'm saying is, I I've seen a lot of quarterbacks. Seen a lot of lot of different guys come into the NFL, and there's guys that walk in, and you can go, okay, that guy's got it. And then you can look at it and say, nope, that guy doesn't. I'm, I'm just being honest. I guess is the best way to put it. I just athletically moving. Rolling out, all of that looks the part. Looks the part. The throwing of the football in this camp has been much better. It's been more accurate. It's been quicker. It's been more precise. But the now, you know, when you talk about picks and such, here's the other thing to remember. Um, it was always a big deal if Rodgers got picked in camp. Right, it was always a big deal because he just never got picked. He was too smart. He didn't throw the ball into uh, certain circumstances and situations. But as you know, Matt Lafleur will tell you, and any other coach will tell you, I'd rather have you make a mistake here than make a mistake in the game. So it's maybe, especially with new receivers, you're just trying things. So for all the speculation about not being accurate and throwing some picks and balls are being tipped and right place, right time, I'm not worried about it right now because this is when you want to make the mistakes. This is when you want to see if a guy has the ability to go get the ball or if you have to throw the ball on the money. This is where you want to see if a guy turns in or turns out. You want you want, to, you want mentally to be on the same page. You know, and as Mike alluded to yesterday, they weren't sure who had if it was a wrong route that was that was ran or if Love didn't understand where the receiver was supposed to go. You don't know because you always knew with Rodgers it was 99.9% of the time Rodgers knew exactly where the play was supposed to go. And then from there, you kind of had the trickle-down effect. If the guy, if the player didn't go there, you kind of figured it was on the player, not on Rodgers. You know? Now you're back to not being really that sure. You would assume that the quarterback knows where everybody's going to go, just like David Whitehurst explained to us just before the top of the hour break, where he went back, he wrote it down, he had to know it better than anybody. The quarterback has to know it better than anybody. So you would assume that Jordan Love is on that page where he knows it. So now it's just a matter of getting on the same page with the receivers. 
So for all the speculation and all the all all the doubt that has been raised for a couple of picks, I'm not quite there yet. I was never on board, but I'm not quite there yet. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. And more through training camp. If if, if you know, if some of the mistakes that were going on in the OTAs and the mini camp persist and go on in the training camp session, and then you see them, you know, kind of rear their ugly head the first couple of games, three, four, five games. Yeah, then you're probably looking at something going, yeah, something's not right here. The the synapse, the speed of the synapse between the brain that says throw the ball and the ability to throw the ball and actually have your body execute that particular thought, maybe there's an issue there. But right now, I think you just wait and see. You wait and see. Um, 877-867-1670, Thomas says, that's the scary thing about moving on from two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I would agree with that. It's First of all, getting another Hall of Fame quarterback never been done. In the history of football, in the modern era, never been done. No team has had a back-to-back-to-back Hall of Fame career when it comes to quarterbacks. So uh, you're hoping that the Packers are the first. But the likelihood of it, histori- historically, history will tell you, I should say, never never happened. So either it's there's a first for everything or not going to happen. Uh, Jeff, listening to us in Waukesha, says, good show. I have uh, this. A, I've said this a number of times. I saw Jordan Love play my school, LSU, his senior year. There was so much hype. And, in fact, LSU was worried about the offense and Jordan Love. Well, I was not impressed either that day. Uh, but LSU with Joey B, Joe Burrow, and Utah State, uh, it's a and its teams were no match. Uh, I am not a big on guys who played many years ago in their time. You could have negative, negative things to say in any line of work of a new employee. He learned under Rogers, not Cousins. Give him a chance. You have to see the body of work this season to make a realistic opinion of Jordan Love. That alone will dictate the decision by Green Bay. And where they decide to go, they will make the offense fit his strengths. I'm not worried about that at all. Rodgers' uh, train has left the station. LSU is in the World Series in LSU football. Going to be great this upcoming season, Jeff and Waukesha. Jeff, the only thing about LSU is you have Brian Kelly. I agree with you. LSU baseball, always good. LSU football is going to be better. I can't stand Brian Kelly. I can't. If he would, for whatever reason, you know, somebody takes him fishing, we'll say. You know, and Brian Kelly's having a few beers, and he's got that fake-ass LSU accent, that Cajun crawdaddy accent. And then he, you know, he, he, he walks down to the water's edge to get away from everybody, and he pulls out his junk and he starts peeing. I'm hoping a gator bites him. I really am. I'm hoping, and then drags him by, by his junk into the water and, and he eats him, and then we never have to see Brian Kelly again. That would be fantastic. Uh, I know it would be detrimental to LSU football, but to me that would be absolutely awesome. Just saying. So, uh, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. But you never know. One can only hope. Uh, 877-867-1670. Travis says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, I look at this Packers team as a team that could win quite a few games. Uh, as to whether or not Jordan Love is going to be a good quarterback, I think we all have to wait and see. Uh, I agree with you. If you can't throw the quick outs and you can't throw them accurately – you're not going to be a good downfield passer. You're going to throw the ball into a particular area and hope that your receiver has the ability to either go up and get it or run underneath it. Uh, if you have to worry about secondary passes into a zone or into a window, 
I would not even count on those. Uh, Jordan Love looked good against Philadelphia, but we remember that Philadelphia was playing more of a prevent defense and off the ball, and they weren't rushing him. Once he gets under the rush, once he has pressure, once he has guys in his face, and once he has a defense that's scheming for him, we'll see what Jordan Love really has. Until then, let's drop to our knees and pray. Travis, I 100% agree. Dan says, uh, never been a Jordan Love fan. I do like listening to him. He's at least a little more succinct and better than Rodgers. Rodgers wanted to get into too much deep crap. Jordan Love seems to be there just to play the game of football and try to earn the respect of his teammates. I appreciate that. Uh, I hope he's going to be a good quarterback in Green Bay. Does he need to be great? No. But can he be serviceable and they still win? Yes. We were just talking about that. How good does he really have to be for the team to win? If you've got a defense, let's just say, okay, and I know there's people that are going to drive off the road, hit telephone poles, go careening into cornfields and all that kind of stuff when I say this. But let's just say, defensively speaking, they're in the top ten. I know. I know. I'm listening to you scream at your radio right now. Two words. You know, they're not good. Um, And those two ugly words that are profane are Joe Barry. So I get it. I understand it. But let's just say they get to the top ten. And let's just say offensive line, good, solid, intact. You still have your key running backs. And you have a tight end. And Musgrave starts to really excel. How many games can they win? How many games can they win? Mike says, let's just see if they can get into the postseason as a wild card, handle the pressure, and then excel the year after. Maybe it's only going to be a one-year, quote, off year for the Green Bay Packers. Well, wasn't last year an off year for the Green Bay Packers? They didn't make it to the postseason. That's considered an off year for the Packers. Getting in as a wild card this year, that would be considered a success by many. Then again, in the NFC, you know, you don't have – got to figure, man, the NFC, who's going to be the surprise team that's going to excel, right? Who are those going to be? Because when you look at the teams in the NFC, Detroit, you would figure, is on the ascension. We'll see if they can do it. Dallas, New York, Philadelphia, Minnesota, San Francisco, Maybe Seattle. You're going to have a winner in the NFC South. You just don't know specifically who it is. Is Atlanta under Ritter going to take the next step? Is New Orleans ready to go? Uh, Bryce Young, does he lead Carolina into the postseason? So if you start to look and you say you've got your division winners, let's just say for S's and giggles, Philadelphia wins the East, which would be the first time in a long time that uh, the same team is repeated in the NFC East, by the way. Let's just say Minnesota in the NFC North, the South, um, let's just say for uh, Carolina, just for S's and giggles, and then San Francisco in the West. So you got your four teams. Now you're looking for some wild card teams. Detroit, the Giants, maybe the Cowboys, probably more so the Cowboys than anything. And then who? Seattle? Detroit? Dallas, Seattle, could those teams, those those seven teams then be postseason bound? And if Detroit's there, how far back are the Packers? A game, two? I don't think it's going to take a lot in the NFC to get you into the postseason. I don't think it's going to be, you know, the must uh, 10 or 11 wins. I think nine can get you there. Can they get nine wins? 
877-867-1670. Can they get nine wins? Um, Badger Bay says, Bill, no pass rush. Love completion percentage was uh, a measly 59 and a half. He's not the answer at quarterback, and Goody cannot judge quarterback talent. Uh, Packer K598 says, so in your opinion, when you look at Love, he does not have it. When you look at Fields, what is your opinion? I think Fields uh, has been able to win games with his feet, but I still have not seen him throw, and I never saw him throw consistently at Ohio State. I think he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that runs a lot, throws when he needs to, um, and I think that he – now he's gotten better, uh, but I've never been impressed with Justin Fields either. I've been more impressed – Ohio State quarterbacks never overwhelmingly impress me. Justin Fields is an, an incredible athlete. There's a difference between being an incredible athlete and being an incredible quarterback. C.J. Stroud, to me, has more talent than Justin Fields. Joe Burrow has more talent in throwing ability, in seeing the field, in going through your progressions, standing tall in the pocket, and then being able to pick up a first down. He doesn't have all the speed in the world, but he does just enough to move the chains. You could tell what Joe Burrow was. Joe Burrow did not fit what Ohio State likes to do, and that is a lot of riding aside, a lot of pitches, a lot of rollouts, things like that. I, I just like Joe Burrow a lot better, but he didn't fit that system well enough to be able to be a starter, which is the reason he was so good at LSU, because LSU, they didn't mind having a pocket passer. So, yeah, I, I – I, I wouldn't judge him any different. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Guests rolling in. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. Now. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes. We customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. We're broadcasting live here in Rice Lake, and I want to get him in and out because um, of the fact that uh, he's he's golfing, and now he's sitting down with me. Charlie Whitehurst is uh, sitting here with us, and uh, you you you've been around the league. You know a little bit about quarterbacking, right? A little bit, a little bit. How you doing, man? How you hitting him? First of all, pretty good. We played yeah? a few holes. It, it's good. so now. Has anybody ever looked it up? The fact that uh, Dad David threw to Paul, 
and you have then thrown to Chase Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Has anybody ever looked it up to see if that's that's one of those obscure facts that is never going to be tested again? I'm not sure if anybody's looked it up. We are just assuming. The four of us are assuming <laughs> that is the first time, and we're we're telling everybody about okay. it, especially, cool. especially cool. this event. So I would think that's the only time. Yeah. You know? okay. I mean, I, did Eli and Peyton throw to somebody's son? That right. Through, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But okay. we're taking it, yeah. Yeah, cool. So uh, we were sitting here talking quarterback, uh, and, and we – sometimes the better conversations are the ones off the air. So when you talk about quarterback play and you're going to say this guy does or this guy doesn't, you were saying, look, anybody can hit an open guy. Most quarterbacks do. What makes a quarterback special? Golly, great question. I mean, I, I remember being out there with Phillip. I, I think you have to be able to operate – in the pocket, that starts a little bit before you get into the pocket. That's your film study. That's your blitz pickup. That's the hardest thing, I think, is, all right, it's third and six. Got to get my protection set. Are they coming this way or that way? Here goes the play clock. Now you got to snap it. And now all right, what coverage are they playing? So operating in the pocket and then throwing the ball accurately and on time. It sounds real simple. There's only 20 guys right. given at any time that really can do it consistently. So um, you got to know when to pull the trigger. You've got to know when to fit one in there. You got to hit the easy ones. I know right. we, were, we were talking about that yeah. earlier, but you now there's leadership and all that stuff too. But but delivering the ball from the pocket, it's changing a little bit. Some pockets moving. Guys can run now, but um, but hitting those five third downs or those twelve third downs you're going to have, you can hit eight of them instead of five of them. Right, you get a better chance of winning the game. You, you were saying that there's five throws a game that you got to make that are tough, that are in a window. And that de- that determines what is a good quarterback, an average quarterback, or a bad quarterback. I think so. Yeah. I mean, in, in those, if you can hit those, who knows what that changes the next drive with coverages. And then maybe you can sneak on third and fourth. You can sneak a run in there for a first right. down. You know, so if you can be consistent at the quarterback position, that's line, you know, receivers, everything. Uh, if you can be consistent hitting those third downs, it's it's big. And then, you know, look at like Rodgers. Th- didn't throw interceptions. He's just right. like really the first guy that qu- quit throwing them. Right, and and that has changed the game a little bit too. You used to be able to throw twenty in a season. It's like, yeah, big deal, right. you know. And the Rams were going, Warner throw a bunch of picks. It was no big deal. They're going to outscore you anyway. Now the turnovers are big too, so it's harder. You're going to take some chances, but you can't turn it over. You know, yeah, it's a hard deal. I always go back to like a guy like say Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was always go- a good quarterback, but the old adage was Jay's always going to throw you three. It's whether you catch him, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you catch him, it changes the title of a game. Right. And if you don't, and they fall to the ground, or you just miss it, you don't turn on the ball, you don't see it in time, then it's nothing more than an incomplete completion, and they can live to fight another day. Sure. Cutler could throw the ball so hard. I played with him in the senior bowl, and he was ripping balls in there. I was like, good God, that's a tight window you're throwing in there in between some linebackers. I said, yeah, I can't believe you threw that ball. He said, they ain't going to catch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the linebackers, he can't right. catch that ball. So, you hope it hopefully it doesn't get tipped and, and caught by the safety. But some guys have so much arm talent. You just throw it through windows right. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you go because I know you got to get back out there. But thanks for swinging cool. by for a couple of minutes, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Okay. Bill. There yeah. you go. Good to see you again, too. It's like reunion. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> see you, man. There you go. That's uh, that's our buddy Charlie Whitehurst hanging out with us for a couple of minutes here at the table. Just ran off the golf course, came in, sat down, taken back off again. Good to have him out here as the Rice Lake Celebrity uh, Golf Classic underway. And uh, you've got so many uh, different players. You've probably got about uh, 15, 20 uh, maybe upwards of 30. You got some Hall of Famers here. A guy like Paul Krause uh, played safety for the Vikings. You got Dave Robinson, uh, obviously a Green Bay Packer. Jan Stenerud's a Hall of Famer too. 
greatest kicker of all time, NFL Hall of Famer. So you got Harry Sidney, his running back, had four Super Bowls. You got Marv Fleming, who has five championship rings, four Super Bowls. So you got a lot of guys here with a lot of hardware uh, floating around. Really cool to see all those guys. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Good to to have Charlie here, though, and kind of break it down. It was funny because we're sitting here talking about quarterback playing. He walks right in. So, and again, the the ability to judge a quarterback ultimately is going to come by the guys around him and whether or not he actually has it or not. So we'll wait and see. You know, 877-867-1670, You want to hit us up, uh, feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. Again, 877-867-1670. Oh, we got more. We got baseball floating around now. Nice. Senior Smoke, Juan Berenguer joining us. How you doing? See, I, I last night I left the, uh, I left the, uh, the, the uh, party a little early, and I heard you were just telling story after story after story. Oh, well, when you play baseball for a long time and uh, you <laughs> people are around and everything <laughs> in baseball, sometimes it happens a lot of stuff that, yeah. that you have to enjoy it and tell the story of the rest of the people. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? Fine so far. I remember watching you, and, uh, you know, it was always when you get to Berenguer, game's over, everybody starts packing it up, heading out. So, uh, you know, ba- back in the playing days, and I hate to say that, you know, if you threw over 90, man, you were lighting it up. Now, isn't it amazing where pitching is today? Can you can you think of what you would do today versus what you did then if you were going through the pitching camps that they have now? Well, they have a lot of uh, people the talent, uh, people that want to throw more, uh, 100 miles per hour. Yeah. But the thing is sometimes the location is more. Uh, before, a lot of the not, not the young kids, they want to try to throw more breaking balls. Yeah, and I think that uh, you got to hit the fastball for a strike because almost ninety percent of the people that they hit it, they take the first pitch. Yeah, and um, in my time, everybody wanted to hit me that he right. want to hit one off of me, and and I elevate my fastball a little bit more high and open ends, and and I get in trouble sometimes. Yeah, who was who was somebody that was just a pain in your ass? It was just so hard to get him out, and when you did, it was just one of those. Ugh! Well, I have a one guy, the, he, you know, he run for me, and uh, I never can strike him out, and uh, that's a way back. Wade Boggs. And uh, I face him in double A and triple A, and I face him in the big league, almost 500. Uh, I used to talk to the the umpire, Rick Garcia, because he's from Cuba, a Spanish guy, and I said, <laughs> I have a promotion for you, and uh, I want to offer you 500 so you can help me to strike him out, this guy. <laughs> See, I can have it and put it in my book. That's the only guy I don't have it in my book. And then I say, well, this guy takes some close pictures. He's like a carujo. Really? And I say, well, but he give me two every time. See, yeah. you got to help me. I say, okay, I go see what I can do. I throw the first pitch for stride. He take it. Second pitch for stride. He take it. And I throw my split finger. He should call a stride, but he's way back. <laughs> and uh, I, I go. You know, you have an agreement ready for my 500 bucks. Right. He called him board, and uh, he go to me like a, going outside. I hit the outside, and I go, he said, it's a ball. Oh, and man. And I said, well, now two and two, he go be ready because fast boy coming again. Right. Base it. Right away, I look at Rick Garcia, and I say, what happened? 
He said, he's a good hitter. <laughs> he's a good hitter. <laughs> you know, it's just, I used to sit in and I tap it. And when I had the right field, I used to go in the, from the batting practice, I used to go in the right field, catch some ball. Right. And he always coming running. He coming and tap in my back. I'm my friend. I said, I know you friend, man. <laughs> you kill me. You're crazy. <laughs> It cost three money. Three money. <laughs> I, I said, I make it you a Hall of Fame. How many hits you open <laughs> up me? <laughs> you know, but it's a lot of fun going there and chase all the best hitters. And what you can do that, you know, uh, yeah. I have a one guy, that, uh, Dustin, for, he used to play for Montreal. He played for the Chicago Cup, yeah. left field. Right. And then I ran in the closet for Alana. And uh, Bobby Cotty said, you come in to close the games. And, uh, I said, who's the first guy? Daxon. And uh, he said, he's looking for fastball. I said, that's where the only can throw. <laughs> <laughs> and I throw the fastball. He take it. I throw the split finger, you know, split finger. Yeah. He go down. The boy hit it in the head. <laughs> and he go down. <laughs> he want to run in the fir- to the fir- to the mouth. And I look at him. And he said, what are you going to do? And he said, you hit me. And I said, no, the boy hit you, <laughs> not me. <laughs> That's a great story. Juan, thanks for coming by, man, spending a couple minutes. I appreciate it, man. Great to have you here. First time. All right. Thank you. I'll be happy to talk to you guys. Thank you very much. Juan Berenguer joining us up here. I didn't hit you. The ball did. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael we're in uh, Rice Lake, Wisconsin, and we are glad you're with us. Uh, one of the best comments, Juan Berenguer on today's show said, I hit Sean Dunstan. Sean Dunstan was pissed at me. I asked him why. He said, you hit me. He said, no, I didn't. The ball did. That's one of the best That's one of the best discussions I think I've ever had. That's awesome. This hour of the program sponsored locally by our friends at uh, Todd's Ready Mix. Todd's sitting right here, as a matter of fact, hanging out with us. For all your landscaping, driveway, ready mix needs, see my friends over there at Todd's Ready Mix. you got to pay for it, though, unless you're Tom Kozer, apparently. I know Tom's listening. He gave the announcements today. Right now he's driving over to uh, Elkhart Lake where they have the WBA Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, apparently, uh, Tom, you have bills all over town. He trades everything. And uh, and Todd's uh, feeding us all the stories. So, you know, anytime you write a check, Tom, it's being framed. It's being put up in offices. It's awesome. It's awesome stuff. I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm waiting for the phone call. He's going to be calling. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Find us. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you again. 877-867-1670. Mark saying, what a great interview. Thanks uh, for Juan Berenguer to, uh, to stop by. And and say hello. Uh, Charlie Whitehurst, uh, again, breaking down a quarterback and what it is you go through. Char- Charlie, obviously, playing quarterback in the NFL. Uh, bounced around career-wise for a while. I think he was I think he was in the, like 12 years, as a matter of fact, Charlie Whitehurst was 
uh, quarterback in the National Football League, uh, and, and it bounced around. And he was uh, back to Philip Rivers and such. But yeah, Charlie, uh, he just he he'll, he'll tell you what you need to do. And he, he, we were sitting here talking uh, off the air, and he said, "Look, you know, you're going to make uh, you you hope to have a run game that uh, he does. You know, he being Jordan Love doesn't have to throw the ball 35 to 45 times a game." You hope you have enough of a run game to where he only has to throw it maybe 25 to 27, 28 times a game. And he said there's going to be five passes in a game oh, that you're going to make on average, five passes, that are going to be make or break. They're either going to make them and you're putting, it, putting them into a tight window and you're moving the chains, or you're going to throw the ball. It's going to get tipped, going to get knocked down, whatever, and it's going to fall incomplete, or – one or two of those five passes are going to end up getting picked off. And like he said, it used to be, you know, hey, you threw 20 passes and 20 interceptions in a season. It was no big deal. Now you throw anything more than 15, and people tend to look down on you and statistically say that you just don't don't have it. Um, and we were kind of throwing it out there. You look at some uh, of the quarterbacks. Uh, I mentioned Jay Cutler. But you look at some of the quarterbacks that had just all the ability in the world, and then inexplicably they threw an interception. And you turn the ball over, you turn the tide of the game, and it just, you know, anymore in today's day and age, you can't do that. So it was it was a really interesting conversation to kind of hear the mentality from a guy that's played quarterback in the National Football League more recently than further in the past. But both Charlie and David Whitehurst, who we both had on the program today, said the same thing, said that, you know, throwing to an open guy, those are no-brainers. Throwing into a tight window, those can make or break you. But there's five passes a game, and you got to look good doing it. And you got to know where everybody is. You know, Rick brings up a guy like Jameis Winston. Same thing. A lot of touchdowns, but a lot of inexplicable uh, interceptions where you're just throwing it into a window that you think you can throw it into, and you just can't. And you know, and one of the things we talked about off the air was you have to understand what your limitations are too. You have to know what what you can't do. And that's as much as knowing what you can do and being confident in what you can do. Uh, Rick said you had the banner up. Did Charlie still have uh, all that hair? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, absolutely. He, uh, he uh, He's uh, more of a tucked under the hat today, but yes. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. So, um Getting back into the emails and such, and uh, you talk about uh, John. John says, uh, hey, guys, I think that Jordan Love is going to be okay, but he is not going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's not going to be above average. Will average win enough games in Green Bay to give them a Super Bowl? After all, once he gets his feet wet, all we care about are Super Bowls. Only if you have a top-notch defense and special teams. You have to have uh, a guy like a Keyshawn Nixon, like the Packers discovered at the end of the season last year, that has the capability to flip the field. And you have to have a defense that can get you the ball back um, enough times throughout the season to give you the opportunity to score, put some additional points on the board, and win games. I mean, that's it. Uh, not a whole lot more in there. 877-867-1670. Uh, Kevin, our buddy uh, Kevin and Mosin, he haven't heard from Kevin in a while. He says, taking it back to the Brewers, they're a glorified expansion team. The majority of the team is players that other teams really didn't even want anymore. And there's usually a reason they're not wanted anymore. Enough said, Kevin Kennedy in Mosin. 
Kevin listening to us up there. Kevin, we might even see you at the uh, Cigar Dinner coming up there next week. There you go. Uh, this one's from Scott. Scott says, uh, hey, boy, I love the breakdown by both quarterbacks talking about Jordan Love. It doesn't sound like anybody's optimistic. Nobody gave him the seal of approval. As you say all the time, it's not what's said, it's what's not said. Nobody said they thought he could do it. They all said this is what you need to do, as if they're breaking down all the mistakes that they already see in his game. Well, I don't think they've seen a lot in his game. I mean, he's they, I, my assumption is that Charlie, David, Lynn Dickey, all the different quarterbacks and such that are here, they've seen kind of the same amount you and I have. And maybe you and I have taken a look a little bit deeper onto the rock here and there. But for the most part, eh, I think they've seen the Philadelphia game. I think they've seen Kansas City, the second half against Detroit a couple of years ago. And I think they've seen, you know, a couple of highlight reels. And that's it. And so we're all pretty much on the same page. Hell, I think, uh, you know, uh, the people that cover the Packers on the daily have probably seen more on just working within Matt LaFleur's offense and camps and, you know, from the year he came into the league versus where he is today. Do I think he is better? Absolutely. Do I think that he is dramatically better? Um, I would hope. Do I think that he is? You and I are about to find out. In six to eight weeks, we're going to find out. We're going to start knowing some more. I have not seen anything that makes me go, oh, yeah, wow. You know, we saw, like I said, let me back this up for a second. Last year, I had said in preseason there were a couple of throws that made me a believer, that you that you looked at it and you went, okay. You know, you can kind of see it. You see why they have some belief in, in, in Jordan Love. You saw that throw to Romeo Dobbs on the sideline. It, now, again, it fell incomplete. But he put it in, first of all, he did it on a rollout moving to his left. Dobbs was on a on a crossing pattern, heading to a heading to the sideline, to his right, facing back towards, um, facing back towards uh, Jordan Love. The pass fell incomplete, but Love threw the ball on the run on a rope, to the only area that his receiver had a legitimate chance of catching it. And Dobbs just didn't come up with the ball. It, it hit him in the fingertips. It just it was just barely out of reach. So was the pass just off? Eh, a little bit. But it was one of those plays where you looked at it and you went, okay, that's relatively impressive. I like what I saw there. I appreciate that. The pass to Robert Tunyon down the middle a couple of years ago in preseason. Again, fell incomplete. But he put it in the only place that Tunyon could get it. He put it. He dropped it right into the middle of defenders. Two defenders on him, dropped it right in the middle of them. I thought, okay, good pass. The couple of, you know, Grip it and rip it type of plays that he had against Philadelphia where he just went back and threw the ball with authority on a, on a rope. I was impressed with that. So is it all bad? No, it's not. But, again, I reserve judgment until you see him play against teams on the continual that see his issues, see his strengths, game plan specifically for him, and then you see what the read and react is, and then you will see what the adjustment is. And that's when you'll find out if you're impressive or not. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Cheddar Ball says, I'm going to be shocked if Keyshawn Nixon repeats 
his 2022 performance at kick returner caught lightning in a bottle. Doubt he does it again. Why do you doubt that? Some guys have the innate ability to just see a hole and get through it, and he doesn't have overwhelming speed. He is not a, a, a streaker. I understand that, but he had the innate ability to see the hole and get through it and get to it really well. Why do you think that that's suddenly gone, and why do you think that's a lightning in a bottle one-hit wonder? I'd love to know that. Um, Thomas says, I don't trust Green Bay to build a great defense, but it's a new era without a quarterback sucking up all the payroll, so who knows? Uh, Rick says, Kurt Warner analyzed Love's play on a two-part YouTube series, and he likes Love's decision-making but questions his accuracy. Overall, of the, overall, his thoughts were positive. I think that's a great way to put it. A great way to put it. The decision-making, yes. The athleticism, yes. He looks the part, no doubt. But the big question is his accuracy. I 100% agree. 100% agree. Uh, is there positive there? Yeah, there is. Uh, but then again, he hasn't made enough mistakes for you not to be positive, you know? But I, I 100% agree with that. Couldn't, could, could not agree more. I think the big question is the accuracy and putting the ball where it needs to be on the continuum. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hey, if you're heading to downtown Milwaukee this weekend, maybe you're going down for a Brewers game, maybe you're going to be down there for – uh, whatever possible reason. But don't forget to stop in and see our friends over there at San Giorgio and Calderon Club. See, say hi to Gino. Best Italian food you're ever going to put in your mouth, I swear. Whether it's uh, the award-winning meatballs, spaghetti and meatballs, they have the uh, chicken Alfredo, uh, the chicken uh, marsala, which is like beyond out of this world. It's more of a cream sauce than it is like a, a, the runny brown sauce, uh, which so many restaurants use. And then there's the uh, the spicy sagina which is the uh, the penne. Oh, my goodness. Handmade, spicy Italian sausage. And if you want them to spice it up a little bit more, they can even do that for you. It's all unbelievable. The eggplant, which is the uh, the appetizer, it, it it's spectacular. I mean, I, I, I try to take everybody there. And when I do, they all walk away going, oh, my God, you weren't lying. It's just awesome. So whether it's Calderon Club or San Giorgio, right there, 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. Both places fantastic. Tell Gino we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show live here in Rice Lake at Turtleback. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom-made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes. We customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com.
Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show on the air. Got to say thanks to our people from Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's, 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 Kemp's Milk, and uh, Dairy Products. Been around a long time, as a matter of fact, since 1914, Cedarburg, Wisconsin. And they are hiring right now if you are looking for a career, and whether it's a CDL driver, production, um, maintenance, whatever it happens to be, they are looking for you. And all you got to do is go to Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. That is Kemp's.com. And uh, when you go there, uh, you can fill out the paperwork right now online. And uh, they are interviewing. So if you uh, have any thought at maybe jumping careers or a new career or, you know, just uh, starting a career, uh, go to Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's, and then click on the uh, the word careers at the bottom of the page. Uh, coming up here in just a little bit, we're going to hear from Jair Alexander. Uh, that's going to happen after the top of the hour, so hang in there for that as uh, we continue to broadcast live out here at uh, Turtleback and uh, in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Uh, I got a really nice note, um, and this is from Chuck. Chuck says, uh, hey, guys, uh, I always loved Turtleback and love playing there. Didn't know it existed until a couple of years ago when you were doing the broadcast there, I think, for the same thing. You had Larry, the cable guy, on the air with you, which we did. Larry, it's a shame he's not here because Larry was always great. Uh, I had never heard of Turtleback. I got a hold of a couple of buddies of mine, and we decided to do a couple of road trips in the state of Wisconsin. Turtleback, wonderful place to play, really good food. Appreciate the heads up. That's from Chuck. Chuck, appreciate it as always. Uh, Scott says, as far as Keyshawn Nixon goes, even if he doesn't repeat last year's success, it's still a win for Green Bay. If he's not fumbling the punts, if he's not fair catching punts at his own five-yard line, it's still a vast improvement over Amari Rodgers. Uh, another Chuck over on the live stream says, seems like there's much more coverage and reports regarding the connection between Love and Dobbs. I don't know if that worries me or not. Is Watson dropping down the list of Love's favorite targets? No, I um, I don't think so. I just think that, uh, you know, Romeo Dobbs and Jordan Love have performed pretty well together. Now, whether or not I, – I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if, if you're Jordan Love, you're just throwing to the open man. You know, I, I cer- put it this way. I certainly hope that he has a connection with a lot of the guys. But I also certainly hope that <laughs> he doesn't start looking for one guy because we've seen what a detriment that can be, especially in big game and big moments. Right? It's just Romeo Dobbs to this point in his career. Um, Christian Watson coming from a little bit smaller school. Romeo Dobbs just a little more of a – I don't know, polished route runner at this point might be the best way to put it. I don't know how else to, to kind of give it to you, but that's kind of it. That's the way I would I would lay it out there. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and give us a shout. And uh, like I said, coming up after the top of the hour, we're going to hear from Jair Alexander and get his thoughts. Uh, I know yesterday Mike Clements caught up with him, and we'll hear all that conversation, but as Mike had stated, one of the things with Jair and specifically him and Rasul not being a lot of the OTAs, um, you know, Jair's kind of a, a, a different cat. He's kind of a weird dude. Now, uh, I got asked yesterday, well, if Jair wasn't at the OTAs, why are we not ripping him the way we ripped Rodgers? Well, first of all, Jair does not have to get a rapport with other receivers. Uh, so that's one. Uh, it's not ripping. It's just, you know, whether – you. you the, the argument with Rodgers was never ripping him for not being there. It was the fact that he would then turn around in the middle of the season or after a couple of games in or what have you, or even during training camp and say, well, we're not on the same page yet. And you need to be. 
Whereas Jair, he plays on an island. He plays technique. He plays the guy that's across from him. He can't, unless he's training with Justin Jefferson or Tariq Hill or any other, you know, Jamar Chase, any of the other top receivers in the National Football League, unless he's training with them, you know, he's he's just trying to learn the position to get better and faster and stronger. So it's a little bit different for a corner in the National Football League than it is for a quarterback who has to get on the same page with all five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten receivers that you have in your stable. It's different. Uh, and Jair likes coming in and studying film and looking at technique and, and, and working on things kind of like a, as a loner. Um, he's excited about, you know, a lot of the guys leaving after today that by the weekend, uh, Green Bay and Lambeau Field basically going to be vacant because everybody heads off to the final vacation, to the final trip, to the final couple of weeks of taking care of their house or whatever it happens to be in parts unknown until they reconvene at the end of July uh, to begin training camp. So Jair's going to be in Green Bay, and he's going to be working out and getting ready for the season. And then when training camp gets here, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be all out ready to go. There you have it. All right, we got another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. This hour has been sponsored locally by Todd's Ready Mix for all the landscaping driveway Ready Mix needs. See our good friends over there at Todd's Ready Mix. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. We're live at Turtleback in Rice Lake. We got a lot more coming up right after this. <laughs> 